0: Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha.
1: Hey, 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 limitless beings of light, badass human warriors, Maria here from Branches of Vibrational Healing. Welcome to episode two of Shamanic Soul Sisters. Hello, beautiful souls. It is Samantha here,
2: Maria's wonderful partner in Soul Sister. Um, we just really want to say thank you and welcome for coming and listening today. And man, do we have a show for you Uh Today, we're going to go a little bit deeper into love versus fear, like we were talking about in episode one. If you haven't listened, please check it out. Um, And I don't know about you, Maria, but I feel like every day I'm waking up on different timelines. So I don't know how this conversation is going to go today, but I am open and spirits flowing. But first, I just want to give a warm, 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 loving thank you to all of you who have listened and who have reached out Giving your feedback and comments. Like, we're really doing this for everybody, and we love you so, so, so much.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for bringing that um, to our attention, Sam. It's so important to get our listeners' feedback. Um, we love to hear from you what you want to hear more of, what you like, what you don't like. Um, we want to hear your voice just as much as we want to share ours. So thank you so much for the support because this is very much out of our comfort zone. Um, mm-hmm. So having that that loving support is really um, motivating us to do more. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> as Sam mentioned, we are going to go into the whole love fear paradigm in today's podcast. Um, this is a topic that we will revisit in many, many podcasts because the way she and I really see it is on this earth plane, we have love consciousness and fear consciousness. To me, those are really the the dueling energies you hear about um, that we live in a duality or polarity, right? Um, so to me, the the two sort of fueling energies of the earth plane are love and fear. And I think I mentioned it in the first podcast that We've really been sort of taught the opposite of these energies, um, which is ironic because we all, our souls come from source energy, however you however you want to believe it. This is how I understand it, is that we all come from this divine source energy, which is love. That That's the only energy of it is love. But then we come down to the earth plane um, into a very low dimension which allows us to experience this physical reality, right? It, it needs to be quote unquote dense to be able to touch, taste, smell things. Um, so it's a gift to be able to come down into this dimension. Um, and in this dimension, we get to experience fear, which really um, from a more quantum perspective is just a lower vibration of love. And I've I've talked about this before. Sam and I have um, a YouTube channel also um, called Shamanic of Stars. And we've talked about love and fear in a couple different videos. Um, And I've used like a pen or a pencil to kind of as an analogy for for people. Um, I think it's just a sort of simplified way. So if you look at a pen or a pencil and you hold it upright, um, vertical, and you look at the top of it and perceive that to be love, right? That's like the high, the high vibration of love. And then you drop your awareness to the bottom of the pen or the pencil. It's still the same, um, light. It's still the same, uh, light form, right? It's still on the same unified wavelength, we'll say. But when you drop lower, you just drop into a lower reality of, of love which mm-hmm. essentially is fear. So, I do think I mentioned last week how the um pandemic was a perfect illustration of fear. And um I spiritually awoke the year before um the pandemic happened. And so I already was starting to have some kind of an understanding of love fear. And then when it happened, it was like almost super obvious to me what was happening. It was like, this is supposed to be a spiritual awakening for people, right? This is supposed to allow us to really see beyond the illusion of what we have believed to be true on this earth plane. But with that said, it's also scary to do that. It's scary to start to acknowledge that how we've been taught love and fear has really been very manipulated. And and to be honest, downright lies have been fed to us from the time we entered this earth plane to keep us in a fear state, a fear vibration, because why? Well, then we're much easier to control and manipulate if we're living in that survival mode, right? And survival mode comes from fear. And that is literally how we've all been programmed to live generation after generation. And it's just interesting how as you start to become aware of this, you really start to see how opposite the love we've been taught is and and the fear. It's like, we've basically been taught that love is fear and fear is love. So when you start to go through this sort of self-awareness and also use the external world as a mirror, you can can really kind of have some pretty potent epiphanies, at least I did. Um, And it's funny too, because when I went through like my awakenings. And I say that because I'm always going through awakenings. I'm always going through sort of new epiphanies and realizations. I don't perceive myself to be completely awake because I'm very aware of how conditioned I am as a human. But when I really started to like learn the energy aspect of things and then look at the outside world, it was like, I could truly see how that external matrix was, was truly a mirror of my internal state and vice versa which for me i feel like catapulted kind of my spiritual journey um mm-hmm. more so than other people that either get really stuck in what's going on out there or get really stuck in their own internal bubble right like i think that there is a balance and i think that if we allow ourselves to see that mirror we really can use that external darkness of the matrix to show us what we're still holding on very unconsciously inside those fears those traumas and so the pandemic was really created to instill fear in the human collective that is what the intent behind it was it was to divide us it was to manipulate us um i mean i won't get into it in this podcast essentially it's to limit the human population if you want if you want real talk that's really those are the intentions of why it was created right and so When I started to see that, for me, my mission was unlocking all of my unconscious fears. It was like I I made it my mission because when I started to realize how controlled I I lived my life because I had so much unconscious fear just ingrained into me, never mind the fears that I was very conscious of, right? Right. I'm talking more about the things that were conditioned into me that I didn't realize were fear that I perceived as love. When I started to really see how deep those were, it was like, I, I need to get to the root of all my fears because <laughs> how am I going to break free? And how am I ever going to help other people break free if I can't see my own stuff? And so for me, I really did use that sort of external... Um, darkness paradigms to help me free myself of these fears that continue to come up even though I've done a lot of work I still do the work every day because again there's always another layer to kind of peel back of the onion I'm sure you hear a lot of different um, people talk about it, it is that this this evolution process is literally just like pulling all of these layers of like illusions off to see the truth. And the truth is love. Love is, is the ultimate truth and it's also the ultimate medicine. Um, but in order to get to that, we have to be able to see the fear. We have to be able to allow ourselves to feel it, to understand what it's teaching us because it is there as a teacher. It's not It's not there for any other reason than to teach us. And the mm-hmm. irony of fear is that it actually just wants to be loved. That is what Sam and I have learned in all different aspects of, of what we've done for clients, what we do for ourselves, what we've done for each other. The more we've allowed ourselves to sort of surrender to this fear consciousness when it shows up, it starts to minimize its control. This big, scary, like what some people would refer to as maybe a demonic energy or entity, right? Sam and I have have encountered these types of energies in in things that we've done and instead of banishing it away or running from it right instead of going into that fight or flight mode that we're conditioned to do we just sat with it and we allowed it mm-hmm. to speak and that is literally the most empowering thing we can do for fear is let it speak let it have a seat at the table right let mm-hmm. it let it in cuz it's already there but when we allow ourselves um, to, to invite it in in a conscious way, it, it takes its control over us away. We start to be able to, to listen to it, to feel it because it literally just wants to be heard just like us. Like, again, this is scary AF for me to do this podcast, <laughs> right? There is a lot of fear in me even right now as I'm talking but I also understand that to work through that, I have to work through it. I have to acknowledge it, feel it, tell my listeners that I'm scared of shit right now to do this, right? To share my voice. But I also know I have a lot of wisdom to share in this. So I'm allowing myself to push through these uncomfortable feelings and share because fear just wants to be heard and felt. And as soon as you do, it transmutes, transforms, whatever word you want to call, but it literally becomes love. Yes. It does. Boom. Because <laughs> <laughs> love is really, it's it's the
2: paradigm of safety. And we live in a world where a lot of the program is to make us feel safe, to think that we are safe and that the government is keeping us safe and that these different systems in place are keeping us safe. But if you really go within and you feel what safety is in your body, it's not it's not, it's not an anxiety attack. It's not intense fatigue. It's not being worried about tomorrow or yesterday. Safety is like, oh, I'm feeling good right now and I'm loving it, right? Safety is love. Love is joy and grace and peace. Anything, like we've grown into the pandemic, anything that is brought into our awareness that makes us feel worried Unsafe, scared in our body, tense, makes our our heart rhythm and our, our breathing become imbalanced is a sign that we are not feeling safe as human beings. It is a sign that our spirit, our soul, our higher self, um, creator consciousness, God, however you want to refer to it as, is saying to you, hey, little beautiful human, right now, you're not feeling safe. This is a fear agenda. This is fear coming into your nervous system. And this is something for you to learn. This is something for you to recognize rather than like embody. And what I mean by embody is taking in that stimuli, taking in that external environment and making it your reality. Mm -hmm. The pandemic is something similar. And it's, this is a very triggering episode for people, but- triggering means that there's places for you to learn, for you to grow, for you to see within yourself parts that need to be loved, (laughs) parts within you that don't feel safe, right? And I have, like, full body chills right now as I'm talking because as Maria was talking about earlier, you know, seeing these, like, demonic, quote, unquote, forces or these entities or whatever people want to refer to them as, it's this really just, like, as her and I have seen them, these dark, dark, very tall creepy looking energies. And the more you just stare at it and real, and say, I am safe, I am light, and I am love. And the more you say it, they shrink. Mm-hmm. The more you allow them to hover over you and you don't stand and believe that you are love and you are safe and you are light, the more they come in and, and you embody that fear. So the more you face what is bringing up fear in your body, the more you allow love in. And it sounds very weird, but they're all on the same spectrum. Like if you, you know, as Maria was saying with the pen, the more you release the fears and face them, the love starts coming down to find a balance, but it takes a lot of hard work. And with the, with the pandemic, um, it's on news. It was on every station. It was ingrained coming in, making us feel unsafe. Everywhere you turn, it was like, the virus, the shot, blah 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 blah, and you know, it it was a as Maria said in the last episode, it was a great awakening for many people. Also, many people don't realize because I, f- we are all meant to quote unquote wake up or remember truth and love at certain points on our journey. And when we're not, um, if we're not aware of what the difference between love and fear is, it's really hard to know that what the news and the social media and Hollywood and everything is bringing out into the world, it's really hard to know that that's fear-based reality and illusions because you don't know what love feels like because love is safety. And when we're born, we're like, yeah, like rock on, let's have, like, let's start living. But if people in our surroundings Or if you're born and you can't like be with mom right away, you have to be, you know, separated from her, your nervousism automatically is not feeling safe. Mm
1: -hmm. If the
2: people around you are in a sense of fear, very unconsciously a lot of the times, um, of like not being a good parent or not being able to make enough money to feed you, or if they're in fear or worry or they don't feel safe, you feel that as a baby. So immediately as you're brought into this world, that's what Maria was saying, there is fear in your environment. And then all of the systems also follow a very fear-based agenda, similar with schools who say you're not smart enough, you have to go into quote unquote dumb classes, or you have to get on this pill because you're 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 not ahead of the class, you're not keeping up. Like it's all of these things that make you feel less than loved. So when it comes into the pandemic, it was something to have us see the fear within us and where there is lack of love. Um, And when anything is coming into your surroundings that doesn't feel good, to look at that. Mm -hmm. That's what she's saying about the mirror, because that means it's not coming from a loving intent. Anything that is from a loving intent will feel good in your body if you allow it. At first, it's uncomfortable because you don't know, right? You're like, what is this feeling? But it is different than the fear feeling. It's just a matter of allowing yourself to go there. Does that make sense? Oh, perfect. amen. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. You <laughs> nailed
1: it. And it's, you know, Sam and I were talking a little bit about this before we jumped on to do the actual podcast because, you know, our fear is like, we got to practice. We got to, you know, whatever. But we're really just talking to just about this stuff like we do all the time. And like for me as a kid, I I had mentioned before, I was always highly sensitive, just sensitive to everything around me. And I do feel like even just listening to you talk right now, um, it's like bringing up the fact that I'm adopted. For those of you that don't know, which probably a lot of you don't. I was adopted. I was born in Colombia, and I was adopted at a year old. Um, So for that first year of my life, I was actually in an orphanage and had very little, um, you know, mom nurturing touch that that safety. So I immediately picked up on this sort of survival fight or flight instinct from the start, because I did not feel safe. And as a baby, I don't know why I don't feel safe, but I know I don't feel safe. I don't have a mom that's holding me. Like I, I'm, I'm listening to everything going on around me in my environment. So I'm, I'm afraid. Right. So I, I, it makes sense to me that I lived life pretty fearful my, my whole life. Um, but as a kid like the news would be on and i mean i would get like panic attacks like a- anxiety like almost to the point where like i became like a hypochondriac thinking that literally every news story out there was going to happen to me and my family and so like i remember being young and my mom being like you you can't watch the news and thank god thank you mom because now <laughs> fast forward to 37 years old and it's like i've I've not actually watched the news for several years because it it never made me feel good. Like it just it never made me feel good. And there was nothing that I could really do about what they were talking about, right? It just made me feel shitty when I watched it. And it also made me afraid of the world. And now knowing what I know about the news and knowing how even how manipulated it is and that it is literally created for that, for that reason, television, the news, as Sam said, Hollywood, like we have literally been psychically brought to Hollywood, like into the movie s- scenes and seen exactly the intent of the creation of these movies and, and why they are the way they are. And this is also why those of us that start to talk about anything quote unquote, spiritual there is already like a negative stigma around it, right? Like, oh, it's voodoo. Oh, it, there's always this like negative fear-based twist on everything. And so, you know, Sam and I work with a lot of different people and discernment seems to be like the main theme of no matter whether we're coaching people, whether we're doing a reading, whether we're doing a healing, like we're constantly, our discernment antennas are always like, bing, right? Right. And Mm -hmm. discernment, (laughs) all discernment means is really being able to decipher, like what Sam was saying, decipher the difference between fear and what fear feels like in our body and what love feels like in our body, right? That's discernment. That's being able to discern what is the intent behind people's behaviors, the way they speak, the way they show up and my my own, right? Like that's when I was saying before, like my mission was to like uncover all of my unconsciousness, it still is. I'm still doing it every day because I re- I recognize how that unconsciousness just seeps out into everyone and everything around me. And it's not to be in this like weird, like that I'm micromanaging myself. It's just allowing myself to be more aware, be more every day. I'm, I'm open to being more aware of where am I still unconscious? Where am I still allowing fear? to navigate me through this world, right? And it's not to say that I don't believe, for me anyways, I don't believe that I ever completely get rid of fear energy out of my life. Like, I don't think that that's what this is about. I think, again, it's just being able, again, to discern the energies and then being able to make a conscious choice of how do I wanna show up for myself and other people? So I wanna be allowing that unconscious fear to keep me in old patterns, That just keep me stuck in the same sort of suffering? Or do I want to allow myself to uncomfortably sit with the fear and watch it morph from this huge, scary, dark demon thing coming at me into this little tiny plant that literally just wants to be watered and loved? Right. And let me ask you,
2: and I know we don't have like a live audience or anything, but how many times have you heard from your clients or even thought for yourself, especially as a nurse, like working on yourself and doing things for you is selfish? How many times?
1: Uh, endless. Right? Literally had this conversation in a coaching session this morning.
2: Right? Because the, I don't want to say the universe. I feel like the universe is very much all about love, depending on how we mm-hmm. perceive it. Right? But growing up, society, systems, everything teaches us, maybe not directly, right, but that working on yourself and doing things for you that make you happy is selfish, right? You have to share. Otherwise, you're selfish. Of course, you have to share, right? But like sometimes you want to have something for yourself. And because if you don't take time to do things for yourself, how the heck will you ever know who you are, what you actually enjoy, what actually feels good, what you can do and not do right like if you're always comparing yourself because you don't know who you are to others how can you ever love yourself how Mm -hmm. the the systems in place and this is why I was saying in the first episode too how like I never felt like I fit in because I I didn't know who I was like I was always comparing myself to others and trying to do things as I saw them in the external, but it, it, whatever, right? So when we feel selfish working on ourselves, that's actually selfish because we're putting ourselves, and Phil Good does a really good video on this, um, putting ourselves in other people's universes. And when we can't allow ourselves to love ourselves and to look within at our fears, then how can we show up and be there for others and share life with others? Because we can't even give them anything because we don't even know who we are, right? Boom. Like, we don't even know who we are. How can I be there for you and like hold space for you, right? And with this last few years, right, I have learned the power in the empowerment, because a lot of people don't like the word power either because there's been this very strong fear-based control energy placed on that word. So I have learned the empowerment that comes from being selfish as in self, looking at self and seeing what does self need so I can show up in the world. And as a nurse, you show up for everybody else. So you feel very selfish and you feel like you don't have any time to show up for you because you're in fear that if you take time for you, someone's going to die or something's going to happen, right? But you're living in, as Maria was saying, like your, your survival mode. That's your root chakra. Our root chakra is our survival mode chakra. It is, it holds our fears. And when we're living in that chakra, we don't know how to feel the love. We don't know how to feel safe because we are like, oh my God, what's that person thinking of me? Oh my God, can I do that? Oh my God. Cause you're not living in self source loving energy cause we've never been taught. And with this pandemic, I was shown um, and Maria was mentioned this how it was like a great awakening, um, but I was shown before the shock came out a healing modality for people, because where the energy of the virus and the sh- and the virus at that time would attach to people, and a lot of it was in the root chakra, but it attached in people's bodies where there was stuck energy because of fear, and I was like whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Um, And so that's when I was really like, I need to go within and look at more of my fears. If I'm going to be able to hold space and and actually be part of this healing modality for other people to have them see their fears, I need to freaking look at me and be selfish because I'd rather be selfish than be in a less loving vibration for someone else because I don't know the difference between fear and love right? Like, boom. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Nailed it. And you're, it's funny because you're mirroring so much of my session this morning with the client about how, you know, there's so much darkness out there, right? Um, Because we're all falling down different rabbit holes at different times and becoming aware of the illusionary reality we were living in and starting to see how dark the dark is, right? We, we have to be able to see that. Like we have to have enough love, open our hearts to that because mm-hmm. that's the only way we break through it, right? So what you're saying is, is mirroring so much of what we talked about because it's like this person was saying how like at the end of the day, like all of us want to help humanity. We all want to like help each other, right? We do, absolutely, absolutely. Because on, on a higher Perspective, we feel that unity consciousness with each other. We we do feel that energetic connection that we have with each other. So we want to help humanity. But then there's another aspect of that that's been programmed into us, like what you're saying, that you know we're, we're selfish if we're taking care of ourselves first. And what I've learned, and what we were talking about in the session this morning, is that doing this work for self is the most. Loving thing we can do for humanity. Because when you start to understand energy and how much we all impact and affect each other, if, like what Sam's saying, if we can't discern when we're operating from fear or love, then essentially we are infecting people with our fear, exactly mm-hmm. what the pandemic was it's to mm-hmm. infect people with fear which I feel like once I started to realize like that, that this was a thing, (laughs) this is like the human thing. It was (laughs) like, Oh my God, I I need to see all my fears. Like where am I unconsciously infecting people with like this need to protect them, this need to, to take care of them. Like that's still coming out of my fear of quote unquote losing people. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's part of being a human, but also part of being a nurse and that being programmed into us. If, 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 you know, I mean, I did hospice, but prior to that, it's like the goal is to keep everybody alive as long as we can. And if we don't, we failed, we failed, we're we're a failure, right? And so it's now that I really, truly understand energy and that everything is energy and how much we are impacting, do we want to infect people with fear or do we want to affect people with love, right? And so that's why doing this work is anything but selfish. It is the most loving thing we can do for ourselves. because guess what? We're humanity. We all talk about how we want to help humanity and we fail to remember that we are humanity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We forget we are the human. So in order to show up, like you're saying, Sam, for other people in an empowering way, then I have to be able to do that for myself first. It's I think I've used this metaphor before in other things, maybe on our YouTube, but it's the exact same thing of being on an airplane. What do they teach you if the oxygen goes down, right, and the masks come down? They teach you to put the mask on yourself first, not uh-huh. everybody else. Because how can I give breath and life to people if I have if I don't have anything to give? Correct. Like, I forgot about that. I feel like that's the only
2: thing in <laughs> in our culture that's like, it's, it's <laughs> legit actually
1: yeah like, i'm like wow actually, i feel true. like that's why i always go there because i'm like wow it's like the only thing we've actually been taught that that is yeah helpful. and i feel like
2: <laughs> they don't even do that on the planes anymore no like, i know they really don't yeah, it's interesting
1: interesting it? i've always thought yeah. that though i'm like wow that's the one place the system didn't jack it up for us <laughs> yeah very interesting um yeah
2: I, epiphany boom so take that, people. Take that. Um, <laughs> and I just yeah. want to like, I just want to reverse a little bit back to when you were saying um, you were watching the news as a kid, right? And then now the news inundating us. And coming from the healthcare field, knowing that I lost my job because I didn't get the shot, because it the the entire energy around the virus, even though I didn't know the the full capacity. I knew that it didn't feel good and it was fear and my body was physically rejecting it that, and then you also, um, consciously chose not to get it. I just want to go back into a little bit more of how the media and the, the virus itself and the shot have energetically affected us as a whole collective in the sense of the fear and really, um, pushing us away from love, but more people are waking up to I feel like finding a balance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. So with the with energy, right? Um, I've asked coaching clients before when I give them the pre-soul work, what's energy? Oh, I don't have enough of it. And I'm like, well, that's honest, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but energy is everything. Energy is our thoughts, our emotions. It's everything has energy. And whether you're aware of it or not, you're constantly having something that is of a lower vibration and a lot of us are not aware of it, but the news or you're watching like murder shows or you're watching just very low vibratory things that bring fear in, that make you worry about tomorrow, make you worry about three hours from now that you're going to be killed if you go outside or make you have fear. We're just going to go into the shot make you have fear that if you don't get the shot, like everyone around you is gonna die. Or that if you get sick, you know, like, I don't know, there's all these things, right? You have to now isolate yourself if you get sick. I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I do know about you. In nursing school, we are taught, in medicine, you are taught how our body and our immune system works. We are taught medicine. We are taught pathophysiology and everything else. And it was like, that is how I saw how strong the 3D matrix of fear around the pandemic became because all of that knowledge or intellect went out the window, window. (laughs) right? And I was like, am I the only person here that is trying to have autonomy over my body when I know we're taking care of very immunocompromised patients, and you can talk about that in a moment because you were one of those patients, that I feel that if I'm putting something in me that doesn't resonate with me, how can I show up for you when this shot has never been tested? Like we were the tests, you know, trigger, but it's the truth. And people didn't realize that because the media was so strong about you need to get it or this is going to happen you need it. that is so like disempowering and it was so manipulative and mind controlling and every time i heard anything i was like spirit protect me send it around me because i was feeling sick and i was like getting angry and i'm like all right i got to look at this anger but i will tell you i haven't gotten sick at all because I'm not in fear of getting the sickness. A lot of people around me have gotten sick who have had it once or twice or have gotten the shot because it's all part of our collective journey. There is nothing wrong with getting sick or with getting the shot. That's not what we're saying in this podcast or with fear versus love. It's the energy that has been put into both of those to control our human... Thinking to not love ourselves, to, mm-hmm. to not continue to be selfish and feel what safety feels like in our body because we think we're being safe and keeping others safe by getting this, even when it doesn't feel good to us, but we're doing it because we're told to. That's not freedom. That's judging and pointing fingers. And that is not love. That is not love. And I don't know how many people pointed their fingers at me, called me all type of names, really bullied me like deeply where people thought me leaving my job was easy. It fuck excuse my language, it fucking wasn't easy. Like I've had to do a lot of deep healing on it and really reach out to people that have felt very safe to me because I was like, well, am I, am I the crazy one? Or like, am I like, is this really not a fear reality? Or like, what, you know? But I was like, wait, go back in, Sam, go back in. Like, you've never felt like you fit in anyway. So why are you trying to fit in now with what everyone else is saying? Mm -hmm. Love yourself. You know what that feels like now. Like, you know what a smile that with an, an exchange of compassion with somebody feels like, let that be your force. So the bullying, when you're judging others for their decision that is fear within you because you don't want to look within and see your fears to love them. And yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up because I know you have a lot around the immunocompromised aspect because you've been a patient in that reality. um, And you were the one affected as a young child by the energy from the news, Mm -hmm. which is really Mm -hmm. potent. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And yeah, everything you're saying, it's, you know like you're saying yeah i was what the system labeled as immunocompromised with all of the different diseases that they labeled me with so i would have been that poster child of who should have gotten it right like i i was in that category that that um that vulnerable category that that i should have gotten it and everybody around me should get it because they if they love me right and that is a perfect example of how the system the media, the news, all, all of it uses our empathy as humans as, as a weapon, in a sense. They play on our empathy, our love for humanity and the collective. and Basically, they were very crafty on how they did it. First, they dripped the little seeds in, in there about how those of us that aren't getting it, aren't thinking about the elderly population. We're not thinking about we're not putting them first, right? So it was very, very craftily dripped in. Then it was just like blatant. They were basically just calling those of us that didn't get it terrorists. I mean, like, let's be serious. But it's yep. just, it's it was very interesting to observe as somebody that was very aware of what was going on to just watch how first they dripped it into the humans and then the humans ate those little crumbs. And then it was like, all right, we're just gonna come right out and call those of you that don't get it terrorists and you're basically killing humanity when the irony is those that created it are trying to kill humanity. Like that's, that's truly the reality as hard as of, of a pill that is to swallow. It is the reality of what's happening. And so, yeah, for me, I was, should have been somebody to, to go get it right away. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, no. Cause once you do see beyond the illusion, you can't unsee beyond the illusion. Let's put it that way. You can't not see or feel what's happening. And what I'm about to say next is probably going to trigger a whole nother genre of population, but it needs to be said. All right. Hold on a second then.
2: Let's all just take a deep breath and take a nice deep breath in. Because the more we breathe in and take a, a slower exhale... The more we feel safe in our body and the more we're open to receive what might feel unsafe or be unsafe. So if you're listening, just allow yourself to receive a nice deep breath connecting you to air and your true essence. Because our breath is love. And you are so worthy of love (laughs) and releasing your fears. All right. Go ahead, Maria. Thank you, Sam. (laughs) Very
1: important that she did that because a lot of what we'll talk about is going to be of triggering um, to a lot of different people. And again, like we said in the first episode, what we share is coming from love, right? So our intent is not to try to shake people into awakenings, trigger them, get them to see it the way we see it, right? Like that wouldn't make us any different than the powers that be that are trying to control us. We're here to offer our perspective Based on the experience we've we experiences we're going through, right? So what I have found interesting in this awakening is as I have now stepped into, we'll say, a different genre of people, energy healers, right? It's interesting for me to observe where everybody's at. And this is not in a judgmental, oh my God, I'm more awake than you, right? Because that's feeding into the three d matrix of divide like sam saying anything that's coming of a bullying nature comes from fear. Bullies live in fear, right? So if I'm verbally attacking or or pointing the finger and saying they're they're more they're more asleep than I am, right? Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm literally being the observer and getting very curious about how we as humans operate because I do find us very a very interesting species to be honest. Um So as I observe, and I've done a lot of, and I know Sam will resonate with this, we've done over the last couple of years, a lot of different events where we've been doing a lot of psychic fairs and being a lot more in the realm of energy healers and and mediums and whatever you want to call us, right? Whatever label you want to throw Mm -hmm. at us. There's so many out there now. But those of us that are in sort of the energy industry, it's very interesting for me to go to these fairs. And I just did one a couple of weeks ago. Here we are in 2023, right? And I'm still seeing a lot of the practitioners wearing masks. And there is a part of me that used to get wicked triggered by it. I wouldn't say I'm triggered by it anymore. I'm again, I'm just, hmm, it's very interesting to me. Like, where's the discernment? And that's really what I start to question. Where's people's discernment? Because for me, I do feel grateful in the sense that as I started to wake up to what was going on out there. And internally, it was like, I could connect the dots really quick, which helped me fine tune my discernment. It was like, Oh, I see what's happening. I see like, I live in fear. They just pump fear at us. Like I see what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's because I've chosen to do that internal work instead of just getting sucked into all of the narratives that are out there. It's like, I, again, I'm using it as a tool as my mirror, but I do find it very interesting that there's still a lot of energy workers that I feel aren't discerning the agenda behind it. Because if we're still wearing masks, we are pushing the agenda of suppression. That's what the masks were about. Mm -hmm. It was all about silencing us, keeping our our traps closed, right? Don't share this kind of information. That's literally the mask was literally a symbol of that. And as Sam said, like all the science went out the window, like, (laughs) Right from the get-go, like there was no science even backing the, these these rules about where to wear a mask, how to wear a mask, what kind of mask. Like it was insane to me. It was like even people that are brainwashed by the system, they, it's like they're not even going by what the system taught us. Like this is wild. Like they were changing the rules every day, every day. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it causes confusion, which causes more fear, which then yep. causes those of us that are just inundated with fear to follow the narrative, to follow the masses, to carry out the agenda. So, where I have a hard time at these events is seeing practitioners who are there to provide discernment to clients and help clients clear their energy field, but they're still, in my perspective, falling for the agenda that's a hard thing to kind of watch sometimes. And it, it, so yes, it is triggering to me, but I'm trying to, again, just view it from the lens of we are all here to go through our different experiences. And you know what, maybe some of those people are actually helping to wake people up for all I know. Right. There's so many layers and levels to the higher perspective. And I feel like spirit has sort of told me that a couple of times, like they're sort of just playing their role, but it's not that they necessarily even believe in the agenda kind of thing. And it's and it's it's crazy how it all how it all plays out. But I, I bring this up only because it has really helped me to want to fine-tune my discernment even more. Because if I'm going to show up for a client in an empowering way, I don't want to regurgitate my fear to them. That's what I'm trying to step out of doing. So I'm not going to um perpetuate an agenda I don't believe in that I think is a lie. And when I say it's a lie and this people have a perception that because we didn't get the jab or whatever, or we talk about the virus the way we do that we don't believe the virus is real. Mm -hmm. We're very aware that it's real. It was a real man-made man-made created thing. It it is real. I'm not negating denying that it is a real thing, Mm -hmm. but it is not what we have been programmed. Programmed. And so I see beyond the program. Sam sees beyond the program. That's why we didn't get the jab. That's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why the monopoly of light healing that she was talking about, the modality she was given is so important for us to share with people. Because even if you are somebody that's listening that either got the jab or had the virus more than once, right? It's not like you're a lost cause by any means. It's part of your path. It's part of your experience. And I believe it's part of your awakening. And this is why we've been guided by spirit to really start sharing a little bit more that we offer this modality because it's it's pretty potent. And I'll let Sam explain it a little bit more because it was given to her from her guides. But it's like what she was saying. Yeah, we are shown in the body where people were already holding on to fear. And there was already like disease, a disease process manifesting, but the symptoms weren't enough that people felt it yet. Right. And Mm -hmm. essentially the jab just came in and grabbed onto all those places and acted as a catalyst. And so this is why people discernment is so important with Sam and I.
2: Bing, bang, walla, walla, bing, bang, boom. Yes. <laughs> and I do just want to preface the fact that when Maria is referring to people wearing masks, if you're wearing a mask because you're sick and you don't want to share, that's something totally different than what she's referring to right now. Correct? Just want to. Okay. That's what Yes. I yes. Um,
1: when I'm, yeah, when I'm referring yeah. to that, it's, it's all related to the paradigm of yeah. the virus, right? Like, it's one thing yes if you're like that's that's old school infection control mm-hmm. we know if you're sick and you got to go so you don't want to spread it totally get it right but even that don't take that to to the extreme either because really we're stifling our breath and as Sam said breath is love breath is life we yep. cannot complete a full breath when we're masked like that we can't it's not it's truly not healthy to be honest it's it's not. <laughs>
2: And that's why it goes into the kids, like when the kids are being separated, when the kids are having this placed on their face, like, and you're supposed to, you're, when you're kids, like that's when you have the socialness, right? That'll be another podcast episode. Um, We have
0: so much much. to
2: share. (laughs) Going into a little bit of like, um, like chemicals and the human body and the power of our thoughts. Um, I don't know if I already mentioned, mentioned Joe Dispenza. Um, today because me and her were talking earlier but he's a really really good teacher and he says it in a very compassionate way but very real way of your mind body heart connection and when you're inundated with fear very unconsciously or consciously your body chemistry starts to feel that and um uh what's her name, Lewis Lewis Hay. I read a lot of her stuff and hers is about heal your body. When we have stiffness in our body, when we have asthma or um, heartburn, when we're having a lot of migraines, those are all fear blockages of energy in our body. A lot of the times it's coming from our root chakra, like we were saying, which is our survival chakra. The more we're in fear, The more we're in stress and unsafety, so that causes fatigue, that causes cortisol and everything to be released. It's those, um, like those, those hormones we crave. We don't even know we're craving because the more our body's releasing them, the less storage we actually have them in. And that's why when you know, a lot of people, whether you got got the virus or not, got the shot or not, a lot of people are fatigued. A lot of people are having brain fog. A lot of people are feeling stuck. A lot of people are feeling a lot of symptoms in their physical body because we've been literally pushed to be in our root chakra of survival mode our entire life, but more importantly, the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, we are not able to release and have a vasovagal break, which is You can look that up. I'll talk about another episode. But when we have a vaso break, it causes our immune system to relax and be able to rebuild. It allows our liver to repair. It allows our lungs to have a nice deep breath. It allows our heart to pump normally. It allows our thyroid to become balanced. It allows safety and joy. It allows oxytocin to be released. And oxytocin is the chemical of love which is funny because like oxycodone, oxytocin. That's yeah, I know. interesting. Play on words there. <laughs> yeah, another another podcast. Um, But our penile gland and our pituitary gland, our third eye, where our third eye is located, is like the seat of our soul with our heart. And we are taught that our brain is like the most important organ, right? Our heart and our liver are just as powerful because our liver holds our anger, it holds our resentment. It holds when we're just like F the world, right? Which a lot of people have been feeling in the last couple of years. Like I just want the world to go back to normal. I just want this. I just want that. That means if you're feeling that way, you're holding anger in your body, resentment, and some type of emotion that's not allowing you to release the oxytocin to feel safe and to feel joy. The more we're in our survival mode, the more those chemicals and hormones that go to our adrenals, send signals to our brain to be like, fight or flight, cortisol, release, adrenaline, release, release, mm-hmm. release. So then you're like, I'm tired because your body is so imbalanced from the fear around you and that you're not allowing yourself to see. So you reach for coffee, you reach for chocolate, you you drink energy drinks. Me, I used to take Adderall like crazy because my doctor was like, you have ADD. So I'd be doing that and energy drinks. Since I have learned the power of the mind, the power of the heart in stillness and breath. I have literally, maybe I'll drink like an inner drink once a month now. I don't take Adderall anymore. I have learned like, (sighs) let me just pause, breathe. And like, why am I being triggered? What fear is coming up for me? Where is it happening in my body? And right like underneath your breastbone, you guys can't see me, but if it's tender in there, you're in a lot of fear, okay? Your lymphatic system, if it's clogged, around your jaw and around your eyes. If there's tender points, you have fear trapped in your body. The more you connect your hands to your your physical, beautiful effing body and skin, the more you start to love your body, unless you're judging it, The more you love your body, you stop paying attention to all of the external shit that's making you not love your body, and you start telling your body, hey, I'm ready to receive love, and even state the mantra, I am ready and willing to receive love and release fear from my body. The more you do that and you trust in that, the more the oxytocin can come online You can sleep better. Your hormones start to regulate. Everything starts to come back into a balance. It takes time, but you're no longer in that fight or flight stress mode. And that's all we're in, especially if you work overnight. Um, hops, firefighters, nurses, military, people that are always on guard, like always on alert. What do you think that's doing to your body? You're always on alert. Like, Mm -hmm. and then you have to come home to a family who's like, or you have to come home and take care of people right like your body is always on alert how scary is that like Mm -hmm. how scary is that because we are never taught hey love yourself it's not selfish like it's selfish to not love yourself right Mm -hmm. and we're not taught the happy chemicals in nursing school like So there's all different parts of our nervous system. We're only really told to like look at two. We're not not actually shown like the mind-body connection with the heart, like we're not. And when we allow ourselves to go in, we're connecting to such that high vibration of love that we can feel safe in our body and release dis-ease from our body. And we can begin to also release the, guess what? Effects of the virus and the shock because that's the monopoly of light really goes in. We go in and we, we, Maria and I both do energy work on you. We connect to your physical nervous system and your body and see where it is. See where there's points of tension. And then we give you tools that you need, you need to do in order to support the ongoing release, your body feels safe. And that's why this whole thing is an awakening because it was a, Sure wasn't waking for me, too, because I'm like, whoa, right? Like, Mm -hmm. whoa. Mm -hmm. Amen. And something I'll just say, but we won't go long into, when I got cancer after I left the hospital, that is one of the most profound times where Maria and I connected to the cancer, the spirit of my cancer, and saw Hollywood. We saw fear. We saw those dark entities or whatever you want to call them. And that's when we really were awakened to the spectrum of love and fear and how when there's judgment in that spectrum, there is an imbalance of love within us. And the most important medicine is to show ourselves love, to heal our disease, and to heal the imbalances so we can have more love hormones online.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well said, you made so many, so many good points and I know we're we're getting ready to close. So the couple of things I'll just add on to what you said. Um, I I was one of those people two years ago, right that wore a mask for the comfort of other people. And I bring this up because I think this is important because I didn't recognize it was still fear. That was driving my decision. And I can sit here now two years later and recognize, oh, so instead of getting the jab for the betterment of humanity, like like the powers that be were telling me to do, I was still wearing a mask for the comfort of other people. But really what I was doing is really just kind of perpetuating their ego fears. I was comforting their ego, to be honest. So it actually was still coming from fear, my own fear of like... Mm-hmm. People taking it the wrong way or like, I don't want people to think I'm infecting them, right? I don't want people to think something about me. Guess what? That's fear. So I bring that up because I think there's probably a lot of us that, that did that as well and even maybe got the shot for that exact same reason. So I bring it up because have forgiveness for yourself, have compassion for yourself, recognize that we're all still breaking free. And it's like what I said, just because we unleash or or uncover one fear doesn't mean there's not another layer of it. And so I can sit here and even though I was wide awake to what was happening, I still was falling for the, oh, let me, let me. Let me wear the mask in certain places so so people don't feel uncomfortable around me, right? And I realized I'm just perpetuating the agenda. I don't believe in fear. It's a <laughs> wild, wild controlling consciousness, even when you're aware of it. So I say that because as we all break through our fears, just have compassion for yourself, for everybody around you, and recognize, realize we've all been conditioned in the same ways. So there's a lot of layers to go through, and it's not a linear process, but when you can have love for yourself, it allows you to to invite, again, those fears in with less judgment and, and be like, all right, hey, what are you teaching me, fear? I know you're supposed to be teaching me something, so student has arrived. Help me out, right? So, yeah, that's basically our our little uh, synopsis of love and fear in this episode. Again, it will come up in most most of our episodes because it's basically what's driving this whole earth plane. So we will be talking about it more. Um, but briefly before we close, we do have a YouTube channel. We'd love to you to subscribe to. We have a lot of videos on there that go into these topics a, a way more in depth. Some of them are like three hours long. So feel free to take a look at that. We also offer free um, biweekly meditation meetings on Zoom. So check out our website, Branches of Vibrational Healing for all of that information.
2: Yes. And um, we just invite you to allow yourself to take a breath every single time you're feeling stressed because it literally unites us to the vibration of love and calm and safety. And that's all we just want to spread with this world. We love you so, 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 so much. Thank you for listening. And until the next time on the other side, Samantha here, Maria here, see you on the other side. Love you. Love you.
0: We appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of Shamanic Soul Sistars. We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you received what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless. And to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.